We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. My name is Jari Bolander. Welcome to the Entrepreneur Ethos Podcast. On this podcast, we're going to take a deep dive into the traits, values, beliefs, and skills of all sorts of entrepreneurs to learn how to build a more ethical, inclusive, and resilient world. Let's get started. Hey, everyone. Thanks for your continued support. It's pretty darn awesome to see how many people are enjoying these conversations. Now, on to my guests for today, Tracy Lamore of Lamore Media. Tracy's beginnings as a publicist were through her activism alongside her husband. Together, they worked on a campaign demanding for the release of Jimmy Dennis, who was found innocent in 2017 after being in prison for over 25 years. They managed to bring international attention to his campaign, and Tracy realized she could use her skills to start her own business. She began as a freelancer and eventually made a name for herself, ultimately starting her own business with her husband as co-founder and COO. Like many business owners, Tracy found herself losing a lot of clients when COVID hit, but she quickly managed to recover, finding other ways to do the work she does and help her clients gain exposure. Tracy and I talk about the challenges of being in public relations and of explaining its value, especially to entrepreneurs. That's so true. Tracy stresses the importance of trusting in the PR person you hire because it's their expertise and connections you're hiring. Going for the low-hanging fruit as an example for coverage is just never a waste of time. It can eventually lead to something bigger and bigger. 
So always trust your PR person. <laughs> Think I'm a little biased? Now, let's get better together. Tracy Lamori, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much. I'm thrilled to be here. Well, I am thrilled to have you because you are a fellow PR professional publicist, you know, the magic people that make the magic happen. And Right. And so- we never get to talk to each other because we're always so busy making that magic happen for people across industries. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. We never get the chance to just sit down and talk shop. And, you yeah. know, as everyone as everyone knows, um, I mean, I'm in the PR game because of my late wife, Jane. You know, she she passed away almost four years ago from leukemia. She was a, a publicist for professional oh, so athletes. Yeah. I'm so yeah. To hear that. And yeah. I'm so glad, you know, there's a quote that I don't know who said it, but my best friend who died, you know, when we were 15 years ago, used to write it in high school on our binder, which is no man dies or no woman dies. Nobody dies until the last person on earth ceases to speak their name. So you're honoring her and, you know, every single day you continue her work. That's a, that's, she's still here. So that's nice to hear. Yeah, for sure. And I think, you know, it's been a particularly hard week because yesterday was her birthday, would have been her 40th birthday. So, you know, it's, yeah, it's, it's just strange because as you, as you just mentioned, you know, as, as people uh, go and, you know, die in our lives, as we get older, you know, it's, it's this interesting kind of dynamic of, you know, how to recognize them, how to, yeah. honor them but then also you know to they live. all want us yeah they wanted us to live too so yeah absolutely part of that is is what what i'm trying to do with this podcast and obviously continuing her work through jsy pr and marketing but let's uh let's let's pause for a second and uh i'd like to know honestly you know how you got to do what you're doing because you know like i said i really get to talk to pr people on the show yeah, and I have a weird trajectory. I mean, nobody, <laughs> I don't think any other publicist or really any other professional came to their work the way I did. I was, I, in my 20s, I was, uh, I'd been on a radio show with my husband when I, when I first met him, he had a radio show um, that was sort of like a, a news and, and I guess we'd call it social justice issues, you know, anti-racism, whatever, uh, corporate abuses, whatever, whatever was going on at the time in our 20s. But in my, in my life, I was in entry-level sales, um, kind of you know like glorified marketing but really entry level my early 20s and I likely would have lived my whole life just being an employee I was never um I actually never went to school for PR and I never also learned how to build a business so I literally grew into these shoes which is crazy because now I'm you know an international award-winning publicist working across industries and all that but but I mean I certainly put my time in and I'm, you know, 10 years before I ever thought about becoming a publicist, I learned to write my first press release, literally, you know, to, to get important messaging out. And I went to Alta Vista, you know, the precursor of Google and studied, you know, what other publicists were writing and how to, how to format that release and then put my message in. But essentially, my husband and I were motivated to help get the word out about a man who we believed at the time and since has been proven was factually innocent on death row in Pennsylvania name of Jimmy Dennis, who was ultimately released in 2017 after a 19 Whoa. year, what we now call a campaign, but we wow. weren't publicists at the time and that was not a paid um, project. So literally as act, you know, young, passionate activists who thought we could make a difference, we literally started in Canada, we started what we call the Justice for Jimmy campaign and 
worked on that, made web pages, learned to write a press release, got international um, media attention just out of, you know, passion and research. And I mean, I was always a writer, but figuring out how to do it, which ultimately led to not just that case, but myself and my husband, age 28 and 29, with no legal history, you know, no legal experience, no legal education, no PR or media education, other than a little radio show we done in Toronto. Purely from the power of the messaging that I wrote, we were on CNN, MSNBC, Court TV, A&E, CBC in Canada did a documentary on us. They wrote about us and, and our website in Der Spiegel and, you know, literally all over the world. And yet it took me, meanwhile, I'm still in sales and marketing, doing my little day job. And all that is just stuff I'm doing volunteer. And it literally took me, and this is where it's a kind of a business story. I had a light bulb moment, literally at one time, one moment as a bunch to make another 20 calls for something I didn't care about in marketing. That I was, I, mean, I, don't, I wish I could remember what I thought about the minute before this thought came to mind. But I suddenly thought, wait a minute. What I've been doing for the last 15 years, or I guess at that point, almost 20. Isn't that a marketable skill? That's something getting, getting, I could get businesses in media. I could get other people in media. I could get, I suddenly realized that was a publicist <laughs> and that I'd essentially been being a publicist for the causes I cared about for the, you know, unpaid, which was fine. I wasn't looking to pay in that time for in, in organizations I created for 15 years doing incredibly effective media messaging that is not easy to do. And that is a mystery to most people. And so then I just, you know, figured, well, let's see if I can get a client or two. I can show them what I can, what I've done. And maybe someone will pay me to do this. I, you know, I went to, in those days, I guess um, it's called, it was Elance or Upwork it's called now, I think, but free cycle, or, you know, sites where you can basically put up your best pitch and compete with the mar- the world for projects. And my first couple of clients were there and I ended up getting, two clients there that are still with me today, one that are major clients, one Lou from Civility Experts, who's an international organization speaking all over the world uh, and writing and just head of this and that. And the other, Angela Sadler-Williamson, who's the cousin of Rosa Parks, who had a film, My Life with Rosie. And she hired me as a freelancer eight years ago or six years ago or whatever it was. Anyway, ultimately, I did a few years really successful freelancing and you know learning my craft and becoming more and more confident and more people recommending me. I never once placed an ad. It was always this person recommending me, that person reviewing to the point where I suddenly, you know, I got confident enough to do an actual business. So my husband and I started a general partnership in 2015. And then for another five years, I continued to work pretty much as a freelancer, but you know, with the, with a business. And then during COVID, we ultimately at first, like everybody else, it killed a lot of my, about 80% of my business because by 2020, you know, we had, in 2019, we were doing all this international travel, nine business trips for eight different clients to five countries on four continents in 2019 with a lot more planned for 2020. And that literally, you know, obviously everything shut down in March. And so all those projects that I had built my year on and we're going to be in him for the next few months were all of a sudden just no more. And, you know, so I was I felt kind of incapacitated for a couple of weeks, but ultimately I realized, nope, if I, if I have 20% business left, then I'll work on that. I started working on that, started getting strategic, started, you know, doing podcasts, doing all kinds of stuff. Ultimately, my business ramped up so much during COVID that I finally listened to my business consultant who's been telling me forever, I really need to incorporate. And we finally incorporated and 
I'm, you know, standard. It's just going better and better. December was amazing. And then January was better than that. And February is my best month ever. Partly as a result, you know, of, of the global podcast I'm doing and the new connection those are bringing. But yeah, so that's my story. I'm now, now you read my bio and it's international award-winning publicist, you know, working across industries, working across sectors and all that fun stuff. But it literally started when I was in sales and marketing and, you know, my husband and I in our 20s entry level thought that we could maybe do something to change a little part of the world. And it turned out we did. <laughs> and that taught me that I, you know, I could, I was pretty good at this and I made a business out of it. So it's crazy. Yeah, like wow. <laughs> it's really crazy. I'm sorry. Yeah. I, don't know how to, I don't know how to tell that story in like 30 seconds. It's really hard. Well, I mean, it's you know, it has to breathe a little bit. I mean, as you know, right? You you know, you tell parts of the story and you get really good at it, and then more people hear it, and then it sort of steamrolls. I mean, that's the art of, yeah. of what of what we do, right? It's yeah. not it's not a question of you know the the story takes the story. It takes the time. It takes. And sometimes you get 10 seconds and sometimes you get, you can tell the whole thing. And and I think that's what's so fascinating about your, you know, how you got to do what you're doing and your business and the advocacy for justice and how that taught you like all the, the, the skills and, and really just the, the, what, what it's at the heart of, of, of publicity and PR is really getting that message out and refining the message so that someone will actually listen to you and make positive change. And that positive change could be releasing someone from death row, or it could be buying your widget, or it could be yeah. listening to your podcast or whatever it is. Exactly. So it's, and, it's and, yeah. Go, yeah, go ahead. Sorry. No, I was going to say it's exactly right. It's about that. It's that, it's really that, you know, and what the funny part of my story too, that makes it a business story is, well, why did it ever take me 15 years from the time that I was getting literally <laughs> right? And yeah. think about that part of it, international attention, like here I am literally CNN, MSNBC. And then I'm like, okay, that's great. You know, and then I'm going back to my day job, nine to five, never even thinking. And that was literally on the power of my messaging. That never even occurred to me though, that I could monetize that, you know, and build a business out of it. Yeah. And so I'm grateful well, that it finally did because now I'm in, you know, look at, you know, you love PR. Like I love PR. I'm sure there's nothing like it. Always a challenge. It's, I mean, you know, they, they people see the VIP parties and the fun part, which it's, it sure shines. It's amazing. But then we, we don't get there without the strategy and the 18 hour days and the thinking and the, <laughs> you know, it's not. Well, that yeah. Easy. Yeah. No, I mean, I, I, you know, I'm, I, I'm like the reluctant PR maven, right? I mean, I, cause Jane, my late wife taught me all this stuff and I actually don't like it as much as you do, but the thing that I like the most about all this stuff is how to tell someone's story. Exactly. And to me, to me, the story trumps everything like the the company the idea the movement with the best story will win every single time even if it's not the best product or the best you know thing at the time right it's this story is so important and i remember what jane would teach me i mean she would drill this into my head about the pitch and making sure that the pitch was right and giving whatever the reporter or whoever was going to try to cover you or whoever you wanted to get to come to your event, but like it all about them, Jara, you got to make sure that they feel the story and, you know, don't waste their time and really like give them one thing they want to do. And, you know, you got to follow up and don't feel bad if they say no, because people are inundated (laughs) just like you, right? Like, absolutely. 
I would get so upset when I send this beautiful email and it's like so <laughs> well written, you know? Yeah. And I'm like, and, and you really care respond. about the story and you're like, yeah. it's a great story. And then, yeah. And now what you said you like about PR, that's exactly what I can. And like I said, you know, I come, like I said, I come from messaging in the heart. It's not just a business. I literally, what I love about it is after all these years of doing it and award-winning, blah, blah, this is well, what's the best thing is people come to me because they know like all the time about, about, you know, causes or somebody that's having trouble with something or whatever, because they know that I can do what they have no idea how to do. And I try to teach people how to do that, which is access that mystery media. You know, how do you tell? So I've taught so many people how to do that for like, not for pay, but for cause for good. Like, how do you, Oh, this is what you should do. What do you need? People come to me constantly just about, you know, Hey, this happened, this guy needs help. What will you, can you help? And exactly. It's about getting that you know, the ability to get people, whether it's for business or whether it's just, you know, somebody that I think their voice should get out for whatever reason, I know how to do that. It's not rocket science. It's, it's actually easy once you know, but it's a mystery to people, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So that's what and I love about it. It's that power to be like, if somebody, I can help the underdog for real. I can like step yeah. in and be like, oh, no, 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 no. That's not right. Let me tell you how that's, you're going to fix that. Or, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no. I mean, you're, no, it's so interesting because so a lot of times folks, uh, especially folks like, uh, entrepreneurs, tech entrepreneurs, startup folk, um, they always are pretty, well, they kind of poo-poo the whole like, oh, PR, I don't need that. I'm Mark Cuban says PR is bullshit, you know? And I'm like, oh, yeah. okay. like, you know, know or, I feel like they don't have a real understanding of what it is. Like, well, just many podcasts where I speak to them and like, I feel like 80% of entrepreneurs, I think PR has, you know, we have, we have that name. It sounds like crisis communications. It sounds like exactly. a problem and you got to exactly, fix it. Exactly, <laughs> exactly, exactly. And there's a lot of times where, you know, they get themselves in a huge amount of trouble because they don't listen to, to yeah, a professional yeah. saying like, the cover up is worse than the event. Take the yeah. high road. Don't, <laughs> yeah. it's not about ego. Like admit yeah. you're wrong and move on. Cause if you don't, someone's gonna just going to, you're going to, they're going to grind into you until they crush you because yeah. everyone in the world hates it. When someone, they think someone's lying to them, even if they're not, even if you're right, take yeah, the and high by the ground. Time you have to explain it, right. You're already, it's, like you said, you're off the news cycle. Right. And, yeah. and, and, <laughs> You know, and, and, then, and then I get the other one where people will come to me and they're like, oh, I'm launching my product in three weeks, four weeks. I need to get into TechCrunch. I need to get into the Wall Street Journal. Oh, can you just do that? And I'm all, you know, you had to come That's to me. That's called at least. an ad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Exactly. It's like, you know, you need to come to me at least three months or more ahead of time yeah. because this is a to massage and educate. And, like, and, and it takes time. And like, yeah. I remember I was working with this one nonprofit and the guy, this guy, Eric, and just, we, we've worked at many nonprofits together. You know, you'd hire Jane and I to do stuff. And I just remember he would have such a hard time kind of convincing his board and his, you know, his folks that, oh, we need PR, we need PR. And one, one, one thing that was just, he just coined this great term called PR capacity. And I never really truly appreciated that term until I started like looking at, you know, just from curiosity you know, what, what is PR capacity? And, and I wanted to ask you this question because, you know, you, you've done a lot of this, the ability to take advantage of a PR opportunity has to be built ahead of time. You, you have to have the capacity to deal with the situation. 
And you're right. It's like education. It's not only education for the world. It's education for the company, the client, the movement. They need to be able to know what to do when something happens. And I'm, I'm curious if you found that as well and kind of what, what you would recommend to some of these, you know, hot startup folk that are, can sometimes be a little, uh, arrogant <laughs> oh my goodness it's so funny that you asked that because oh my goodness i have a client who's you know who's dealing with i guess it's not my client thankfully because i said goodbye to them a while ago but a client has a client who yeah they just will not listen and it's really i mean i try you try to explain to people when you hire a publicist it's like hiring a lawyer not to be arrogant but i mean you know you're you're hiring us for our expertise and if you don't listen to that expertise and help us, you know, frame you and work against us. It's not like we literally can't do our job. You have to let the client go because, you know, like you just can't, if I'm advising you and you're doing something completely opposite, that's, it's not going to work with a strategy. And sometimes, you know, people will think that arrogance word just really got me there because yeah, exactly. There's, um, They'll get mad at the, well, why isn't the Wall Street Journal picking this up? This is a great story. And they want to like berate that reporter, you know. And again, a lot of entrepreneurs have a difference between, uh, under, huge um, issue understanding the difference between editorial and advertorial. And, you know, don't you find that as much as you go over it and go over it? Oh, they, yeah. You know, it's, oh, yeah. A, it's impossible sometimes. It's such a, you know, to the point where like, okay, again, the, I see, yes, I, I agree with you. But again, if I'm the editor, that is advertorial. But it just right. is. It's a company's right. thing, what a company is doing. Even if the company is doing a good thing, even if it's a charitable thing and you're helping lots of people, that's still a company saying, look what we're doing. Ad. <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, Unless totally. really carefully. And again, that's where our skill comes in to figure out how to make it, you know, a, a, um, editorial but there my, my advice to entrepreneurs usually the first you want to reach out to media you can totally do some of it yourself sure but your first stop before you're ready to reach out to media my first advice to you is don't because you're probably not ready to you probably need to rethink what your message was going to be rethink who you were going to send it to and rethink what you were saying before you even press send yeah no i agree i agree i think the other thing that i always get is this unrealistic expectations that some company that no one's ever heard of or some CEO who no one cares about is going to get into tier one media because they think they've got this great idea, right? Like how many times have I heard that? Like, And then they're mad when they don't, they're mad at me. What's wrong with those reporters? Yeah. And, or like, what do you actually do? What's, what's your return on PR investment? You're like, yeah. Oh, Uh, I don't know. Like if you don't do it, you fail. If you do do it, you may be successful. I mean, exactly. That's exactly (laughs) it. Do you want to be a thought leader? Do you want to be respected? Do you want the corner office? Do you want the raise? Do you want the customers? Do you want, you know, all of that or not? I mean, you know, (laughs) well, yeah, but I mean, and, 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 and I see their point, right? Because, you know, some startups, they don't have enough money to do it right. And I always tell them, I said, look, Jane wrote a book. I actually wrote it for her after she died. I said, here's the book. It's called Seven PR Secrets All Founders Should Know. Read it. Do everything in this book, right? Yeah. And then when you're ready to pay me this certain amount of money, then yeah. come back to me and then we will take it to the next level. But don't bug me with, oh, I need a deal. I want this piecemeal. I want this and that. Because, yeah. Oh, you're brilliant. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. No, pu- publicity doesn't work that way. It's not a piecemeal thing. It is a continuous cadence of advocacy 
and taking yeah. advantage, not only advantage, but like making opportunity and you have to be ready for it, right? You can't just be like, oh, we're launching our product in four weeks. We want to be in the Wall Street Journal. It's like, no, you're not Elon Musk. Yeah, you know, I'm sure you're not you do Zuckerberg. want to be in the Wall Street Journal. Yeah, That's not I do too. <laughs> you know, it's not going to work. Like, come yeah. on. And, and, and you know and how then, I advise people a lot these days to, to try to get their head around that after like banging my head against the wall, arguing with a million people. I finally started saying, think about the story that you're thinking of. Right. And if you want it to be like, say you're thinking, oh, I should be on, on, on CT or, you know, on NBC News. Actually watch the 22 minute news broadcast. Do they ever have a story like you're talking about? No, they probably don't. Then read the paper, you know, the, the first section of the paper. Would your story literally, do you, you likely think it might actually be in the first three or four pages? Is it that much of an actionable hard news thing? Or is it more likely to be in the lifestyle section or page A13? Or that might give you a better idea of what we're talking about, where to start. You know, first yeah. day. Right. No, Just, I, that's great. I mean, no, that's it's 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 so fine. I'm I'm shocked, beyond shocked, why this is such a a hard thing for people to understand. I, I mean, I, yeah. <laughs> you know, granted, you know, I've, I've been at six startups. I tell people this all the time. I was an operator, invent stuff, like lots of techie stuff before, you know, met Jane and did, did this stuff. And, and I used to have the same attitude about marketing and sales. You know, I was like, oh, marketing, two drink minimum, like whatever, like y'all don't even know what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah. I mean, PR same way, like, oh, we'll just go to some VIP event you know, you'll grease the skids and what, I don't know, whatever. Like, I had no idea. Right. I mean, who, who does. Right. But, but the thing that I've learned again, being reluctant PR person and, and really trying to honestly understand how to tell a story better for a founder and more importantly, technical founders that have no clue how to explain what they do that that's yeah. where I've sort of, you know, ni- you know, niche down to, because it's like, well, I understand what you do, but you just can't explain it very well. And <laughs> yeah. I mean, you can't, you're, you're, you're awful at it because you're so close to it. And, and the reason I know this is because I had the exact same problem because when I ever invented something and I was so close to it, I explained it so poorly that it's a miracle. Anyone understood what I was talking about. And it's because of its perspective, it's lack of perspective. You're coming from it in a different way. And yeah, I mean, it's just, it's so cathartic <laughs> to talk to you. <laughs> I know, right? It's like, I swear, you know what? I, all the conventions I was at in 2019, and then I saw there was some convention for publicists happening. I swear it was San I think it might have been female publicists, but I didn't care. It just said publicists, right? And I think it was in, I think it was San Francisco or San Diego or something. I hadn't been yet. I've been all over LA, but I haven't been elsewhere. And I was like, I told my husband, oh my God, I'm so going to that. I am booking that. He's like, why? I'm just like, I want to talk to other people who do this. <laughs> like, I, you know, like, <laughs> it's just, I see why people like conventions and shop talk. <laughs> well, <laughs> you know? yeah. I mean, and, and more importantly, you know, I think it's that it's also, you know, like now during COVID, I mean, you sort of see this, like, even it's just hard to, to, to talk to people, you know, in the, around the water cooler and they're trying to do all this yeah. tech to do that. But, you know, in the podcast, of course, it's great to get to meet you and know you and like, understand, like it's cathartic, but, you know, honestly, you know, we as humans need to be around other people and we need to kind of feel that energy. And, you know, like it's, it's, it's a different, it, it's, you know, we can temporarily do that where we can do it all virtual and blah, 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 or whatever. But, you know, eventually, you know, I, I got a feeling that the, you know, all of these like 
conferences and events are just going to boom out of control because people are going to be so like, you know, once it's safe and people are, you know, like they got everything under control and the majority of people are vaccinated and there's like this whole, you know, it's a process, but boy, yeah, there's nothing like being around a cohort of your own, like, brothers and sisters in arms <laughs> you can complain about <laughs> no one gets you <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's pretty oh. it's pretty cool it's pretty fun but um but yeah so we, i'm sorry go ahead no i was gonna say yeah we should set it we should have that would be so, i bet you like every publicist feels this way <laughs> we They're, should have I, like I, I, you for know, sure zoom for publicists or something like a literally like like that event for how do you deal with clients who or what do you say to people who don't get (laughs) yeah because i mean you know like uh a lot of them especially the tech clients that i have they'll want to be like okay give me you know what's my return on pr investment and i'm like okay i hear you I had a Valid. conversation with that yesterday with somebody and it's, it's a tech, not probably the kind of tech you're doing, but it's a company, I guess like tech focused actually. And same kind of question that we've had like two calls now where I've spent like two hours on each call, which I don't even do because I don't need to. Like I have more work than I need to. I'm usually like, look, hire me or don't. <laughs> you yeah, know? exactly. If you want to hire me, we'll spend the hour on the call. I mean, obviously you do a conference defer at first, but I mean, in terms of three hours to talk up and down, just look at my resume, look my work there's a million articles tell me to go or don't like whatever right yeah 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 but yeah, I, yeah. I end up in this conversation this you know going on and on trying to answer that question and then trying to explain they kept using words like well can you quantify that i'd already explained 10 times how it works and then they're like well can you quantify your results i'm like i don't even know what you mean anymore <laughs> well yeah i mean it's 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 interesting because like they do this with marketing and with sales which, yeah. you know, sales, I can understand because yeah. you've got uh, an end result. There's an event, it's called a sale and there's a yeah. booking and you get dollars. So, okay. Yeah. The process for sales is quantifiable. Okay. Marketing a little bit more squishy because, you know, okay, well, which message you really got, yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, who knows? PR is even a little more squishy than that, but yeah, somebody, somebody's oh, sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt you. No, no, go ahead. Go ahead. I was just going to say, somebody was saying to me one, you know, because again, they weren't getting, this is a different person. They were like, well, how about if I just pay you? Is there a way I could pay you? Like, I guess like a manager, this was not an entertainment. This is like a business person. They're like, could I pay you like a percentage? And I'm like, well, what, of your entire company? And they're like, huh? And I'm like, well, that's the only way you could pay yeah. me in a percentage for my work. Because yeah. they're like, what do you mean? I'm like, because I'm going to be getting you international media attention. Percentage from what? You don't get paid to be in the newspaper, you know, like well, your benefit is going to come from the people that see you and go and buy your product and service. So unless you're going to give me a, you know, just a percentage of your entire company and that's what you mean, then no, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Because, because this, this is the thing, you know, like a lot of pe- people have tried to quantify it and, you know, and I, again, I don't mind that exercise. It's like, I don't think it's, it's hard. I don't think it's futile. But I also think that if you kind of generally know from experience, and then typically the people that ask these questions lack the experience or they've been at companies where they've actually had, you know, like I had one where they're like, they used to work at Google, right? They were in like publicity or, you know, PR at Google or whatever. And I'm like, okay, well, that's an easy job. And like, well, what do you mean? And I go, (laughs) dude, anyone is going to take a story from Google. Come on. You're kidding me, right? (laughs) 
that's not that's not mm-hmm. hustle, right? Well, they so, comparing that we're comparing that to like getting an entrepreneur story. Oh exactly. Yeah. I mean, like it's not even in the same ballpark, right? That's cute. Um, yeah. You know. Yeah. Exactly. Cute. You're like, okay, you you don't need me. Like, go away. Go away. But <laughs> but what's but what's funny is is that okay. Well, I have I get the same question all the time, and and I try to figure out the best way to kind of quote unquote quantify it, and you know people want to put metrics around it and who are you going to get, you know, how many of this and placements and all that and sort of stuff. And, you know, it's, it, that's hard to quantify. And, and it is a little bit nebulous because what you're trying to do, like what you do in marketing, although PR and marketing are different, right? Marketing's about saying how great I am. Look at me, look at me while PR is having other people say how great yeah, you are, which a is a huge, it. and it's Ooh. a huge distinction, right? I mean, yeah. right. And, and, and when you feel about that, how hard is it to have someone else say how great you are, right? Like that's a tough, that's a tough sell sometimes. So the relationships and the building of the capacity to get the, you know, earned media or whatever you're going to have, you know, whatever that return is. I mean, it's so asymmetric that one story, yeah. like you said, could be like, well, that one story just popped you up from 1 million in revenue to 10 million. Okay. Do I get yeah. the 9 million Delta? Well, I, and and then, I literally had a client tell me that the other day, literally said, you changed my business. And I said, how? Well, she just passed a half a million dollar in seed funding and they're going for more funding. And she said, literally, like literally you have made investors take us more seriously. And yeah. we're talking like a million dollars there. So like, yeah. if that was a situation where, you know, sure, I'll take a percentage <laughs> or you can just pay my fee, you know, one or the other. Yeah. 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 And, and, and this is interesting. Like, and I think, and I'm glad, I'm glad you brought that up as well, because w- when I try to figure out like, okay, like wh- I usually like heuristics and rules of thumb and, and, and just because I want to get rid of the cognitive dissonance between why am I, I mean, they literally say, why would I waste money on PR? Like, it's like the same thing. Why would you waste money on marketing or sales or, you know, how, (laughs) well, or, or like accounting or, you know, the CEO, I mean, you know, really like it, it, all the things you need for your business. Yeah. Right. And, and it actually boils down to trying to show in a way. and, And again, it's hard to do because it's a little nebulous. Like it's like essential for your business at certain levels. And, no matter how you think of it, every business does, they either do it themselves or they hire someone to promote themselves. And mm-hmm. generally there's the marketing, right? The internal promotion. Hey, look at how great we are. And then there's the external promotion. Hey, I like you, you, you know, you need to go talk to blah. That's again, the, the PR part, right? So it, it's just said in different ways. So, you know, as an example, if someone said, well, why should I go on a podcast? Like, you know, this pod, you go on Jari's podcast, it's not even that popular or whatever, or I am popular. It doesn't matter. Right. And, and they say, well, how many people are going to, going to watch it? How many people are going to, you know, download it? Or how many people are going to listen? Right. And they're missing the total point, right? They absolutely are missing the point. And, and actually James, um, uh, Mulvaney, who's the, um, CEO of matchmaker.fm. I actually interviewed him a couple of weeks ago. Oh wow, um, nice one! I want yeah, to hear that one. Yeah, he, he's, I love he's, being that man matchmaker for my clients, boy. Like he is got, such a great guy, and you'll you'll love. I mean, we had such a great conversation about this, and he's just like, well, look, if if you bring it down to, let's say, you're a small business person, okay, you know, we're small business people, and let's uh-huh. say that you could, let's say, 
you could walk into the public square of your community and you could talk to 30 people, like get on a soapbox and literally talk to 30 people. You can see them. Let's say it's 10 people. Like yeah. as a business owner, how much would you pay for that? And everyone's like, well, that'd be great. You kidding me? Why wouldn't I want to do that? Like, <laughs> right, talk, right. Talk to a customer. It's the same thing with PR and podcasting and doing media and marketing. You have to talk about what you do so people can find you. You and are the not third party, the, the third party, thing, right. exactly the same thing. And those, things, right. like, I was doing the Canadian company and they're like, well, why would I want like, a local Canadian company that only can do business, like business locally, for example, like let's say a real estate agent, right? Yeah, so they're yeah. only doing local business. They don't need American. They don't need Europe. I don't care. I'm like, you know, if I can get you a profile, like I did authority magazine and then, um, so it's authority online, which is picked up by Thrive Global, which has the cachet of Huffington Post, which then BuzzFeed picks up half of them. A, the people that will see you there, that's great. Okay, But then when you take that piece and put it on your website, now you yeah. can say you're internationally quoted. And you, you, you're, you're, I'm telling you for sure, you're siphoning you know, potential clients from the other guy when you're getting compared, if you're in, in, you know, if you're looking for a job or whatever, you're more attractive, obviously. Now yeah. you're the thought leader, you know? So it's yeah. not just about the number of people who see it the first time. It's about what you do with it next, right? Yeah, exactly. Or the difference between tier one, tier two, and tier three media. So of course, every tech startup in Silicon Valley wants to get into tech crunch. <laughs> I hear this so much. It makes me so angry. Like, oh, we got to get in TechCrunch. Can you get us into TechCrunch? And I'm just like, really? You know, like TechCrunch is great. Love, love TechCrunch. Great, great organization. They do great stories, whatever. And I'm like, but if you've got no PR, you've had no boat, no exposure, and you're just some startup, right? You they don't want to hear it. Well, yeah. one, they don't. One, it's rare that they're just going to like cover you right off the bat. But more importantly, right? You need to practice. You need yeah. to practice your story. You need to get into tier three, tier four media. You need to like get in some of your trade press. You need to like Absolutely. build up a cachet, right? So that yeah. when, so that when someone Googles you, <laughs> they look, they're like, who are these people? Exactly. They're nowhere. <laughs> third, the third party. And that's what I said to that same one that was arguing. And, and you know what? We present different profiles to them and they say, oh, instead of answering three questions, like I'd say, hey, look, here, you can get profiled in this business, whatever, right? Somebody that yeah. had no nothing. And I'm trying to build up my tools so I can do my work, right? Yeah. So I'm like, here, look, go this, like some low-hanging fruit here. Go literally answer these three questions for me. And I'm going to get you profiled in something that I, as a professional, have determined is worth it. Or I wouldn't yeah sending you there right, right, I'm, not right. I'm not saying it's the bbc i'm not saying it's new york times but i have i know I, I know how to read i know i'm telling you it works do it and instead of answering the three or four questions they went they're gonna go and look at the source and oh i did my own research and i just oh i don't think it's worth it i don't like their i looked at all their socials and they don't have enough viewers yeah. And then meanwhile, so they determined he'd probably spent 20 minutes more than he would have spent answering the stupid questions. Yeah. Arguing with me. Yeah. And then the next week, you know, whose profile, you know, who sent in a profile for that little site? Art Bell of Comedy Central. Yeah. 
Yeah. He, took the, he took the time with this little no-name startup who's yeah. begging for attention and, and is mad that media is not covering them. When yeah. you're literally saying, well, then listen to your publicist and do this, this, and this. And then, then I guarantee, because right now when I search your name, I literally tell them, do you know what comes up after eight years you've been in business? And I search your name. Do you know what comes up? And obviously I'm not going to say what name, but I'm like, what comes up was all the press releases they did and put on the wire. And their yeah. website. Yeah. So yeah, no. And, and then you want me to get you Forbes or so, like seriously? <laughs> oh, I'm so glad we talked because man, I have that same frustration. It's like crawl, you know, crawl, walk, run. Like yeah. you're not going to go to the big leagues until you go to the minors, and you're not going to go to the minors <laughs> until you're playing ball in college. You're not going to play ball in college until you've played in high school. It's like you. Why can't you understand this? And yeah. it, it's annoying. <laughs> Well, it's annoying because, you know, like it, it, it's such a powerful tool when done. Right. And you don't, the the thing that exactly, (laughs) and and it's not, I mean, and it's, it's hard. Don't get me wrong. I'm like PR marketing sales. Like I've a lot of respect for people that go out and try to convince someone to buy a product or cover something. It's a hard job. Don't get me wrong. I'm not poo-pooing it or saying like, Oh, anyone can do it. Not everyone can do it. But the thing that, I just can't get my head around sometimes is why a a company, a tech founder, a CEO thinks that they're some special snowflake, that they're (laughs) different than everyone else. And granted, you may be, but you need to prove that you may be. And yeah, before you, yeah, yeah. what the newsroom, the newsroom doesn't care. You know, they don't yeah, care. They don't. And they don't care. Yeah. CEO is proud of this or that. That's great. Buy an ad, you know? Yeah, like exactly. <laughs> right. Or even, you know, or like, give me something I can use. I mean, a lot of times, you know, like I'm sure you've had the same thing. You know, you pitch a story angle. And for anyone in PR, we all know that it's what's the angle? Do they cover it? You know, is it the right timing? Is this what people are talking about? Is it something that's interesting? Is it unique and novel? Is it an exclusive? I mean, like all these things that make literally everyone else feel special, right? You want to, you know, it's a game, right? It's like, it's just like any relationship, you know, they, we, we give and take and like, there's a whole thing, right? And so, and, and so if you just like removed quote unquote PR and put it as sales or business development, Immediately they understand, oh, well, yeah, this takes time. And you're like, well, then it's the same process. <laughs> it's, it's, you know, I'm, we're complaining. So I, <laughs> but I'm no, just, no, but I think people listening to, they probably understand too, because these are yeah. things we hear all the time. Right. Totally. And so uh, totally. entrepreneurs listening, like, oh, we're not, you know, we love our entrepreneur clients, but it's, these are things that you have to understand because otherwise we can't serve you. And it's like, because our, like our job, I, I, you know, the way I describe it too is twofold. Like, yes, our clients hire us to get them in media. That's what our role is for the clients. However, we couldn't do that successfully. We couldn't fill that role successfully if we didn't also fill our other role successfully, which is the journalists that are in our Rolodex, the virtual Rolodex, trust us to separate the advertorial from the editorial. They trust us to give them things that might potentially be of interest to their audience. And then ultimately it's up to the editor to decide, right? But the whole, that gives you, so when you hire publicists, you're, you know, you're hiring somebody that the simple fact that they're working with you and presenting you to the media, we're expected to not be presenting crap that's not editorial. So you cannot, 
you know, convince us to or try to make us massage and we know it's not going to work. There's no point in wasting. Yeah. You know, it's just going to hurt your brand and make the reporter not want to open your email next time. So you really need to listen, you know, and, and understand what is news, what is not to be hard news, but what can be, you know, could be a topical, it could be, it all depends. Sometimes it can be all about you and it can be just a great profile puff piece, but we know when we can find that and where. And it's probably not the financial post or the, you know, <laughs> at least not until you're Elon Musk. So again, yeah, yeah <laughs> you have to listen to us. Like we know our game. We're not just making this stuff up, right? <laughs> exactly. Well, well, Tracy, you know, that's a great place to end. I, I am so happy that we got connected. So happy that we could share this Me brief too. catharsis <laughs> right? with everyone and, and, and those that are listening. I know it sounded a little bit harsh at times, but you can, you can really feel the energy of how hard it is, right. To, to do a job where you're basically trying to convince people to, to cover ideas and stories where there's so much noise out there that getting through the noise is tough. And, you know, and we like, want to serve our clients well. Like we want course, to, be, we want to do, we want to get you where you want to be. But you yeah. may be thinking there's a path there isn't, and we know the path that actually potentially get you there. So yeah, listen. <laughs> Related to like a lawyer, like it's like you're hiring a lawyer. It's not like you're hiring a telemarketer. You know, exactly. you're literally hiring a professional that is that is navigating a field that they know and that they put time into. So yeah, do it. <laughs> All right. Us. <laughs> All right. I appreciate it. Thanks for your time. Stay safe. Thank you so much. Thanks for listening to the Entrepreneur Ethos podcast. I hope you enjoyed this episode as much as I did creating it. My hope is that you learned something that can make you a little bit better. If you enjoyed the podcast, please do share it with friends and review it on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. You can also join my email list by visiting theentrepreneurethos.com to get my thoughts on what I'm doing to get better as well as what I'm working on. You can also pick up my book, The Entrepreneur Ethos, if you want to learn the traits, values, and beliefs that I think we need to build a more ethical, inclusive, and resilient entrepreneur and, frankly, world community. Feel free to follow me on Twitter at The Daily MBA and let me know if you have any questions or recommendations for a guest you'd like me to talk to. Also, drop me a note if you try anything we talked about on this or any other episode. I'd love to hear what's working for you. Until next time, keep getting better. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.